0: It is 5pm and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 11.9 FM, broadcasting from Kingston, Ontario. This program is brought to you by CFRC's news collective, Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Erica Singh, Zayden Vergara, and Chloe Paris. Today in YGK is also brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada under the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street, and The Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. I'm CFRC's broadcast journalist Christina Laurie, and here are your local news headlines. Kingston Economic Development partners with libraries to provide business resources to the community. Kicking off 2024 programming, Kingston Economic Development and Kingston Frontenac Public Library (KFPL) have partnered up to bring business resources to the Kingston community. Their new programming includes a series of workshops and a curated selection of books related to business. To chat about this collaboration, I sat down with Rob Tamblin, Business Development Manager with Kingston Economic Development. Just to jump right into it and get us started, would you like to introduce yourself and your role with Kingston Economic Development?
1: Sure. Yeah. My name is Rob Tamblin. I am a business development manager here at Kingston Economic Development, and my responsibilities include uh, small and medium-sized businesses.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And before we get into the programming itself, I was wondering if you could give us some background regarding how this partnership came about between Kingston Economic Development and KFPL.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, we're always looking to uh, forge new partnerships within the community um, and expand our outreach and some of the services that we do offer. And the library was a natural fit for this. So obviously, they have different branches across the city. Um, You know, our office is downtown. And uh, if we're able to, you know, reach a wider audience by moving ourselves around, then we're happy to do so.
0: Absolutely. And getting into the details of the programming. Well, I believe you have monthly workshops, a business book club, and you have a curated section of business related books. Let's start with the workshop. So who is this programming geared towards and what will people be able to take away from these sessions?
1: Uh, yeah, so we offer a series of workshops on a on a regular basis um, ourselves. So this is just kind of augmenting what we already do. Um, the workshops themselves are any so the two that we're we're actually going to be hosting at the uh, at the library. The first one is about the, your digital presence. So any any small business looking to you know, learn a little bit more about some of the tools that are out there uh, in their the digital world um, or looking to expand their reach. Um, that would be a great one for them to go to. Uh, and then we're also hosting... Oh, and that one's being hosted every second Tuesday of each month. Um, and then the one at the... Uh, uh, is going to be... The second one is every uh, fourth Thursday. And it focuses on entrepreneurship. So... A lot of the consultations that we have here at the office are about businesses who people coming in looking, thinking that they've got a business idea, but they want to validate it. They want to, you know, check with somebody else to see if what they're thinking makes sense. Uh, or they're already involved with a side hustle and they're thinking that they might be able to take it to the next step and uh, and start, you know, kind of making a living uh, at doing that. So um, that session really is geared to any of those new entrepreneurs or people thinking about getting into business. Um, And we've got, uh, as I said, that's the uh, the fourth Thursday of every month at the library.
0: Awesome stuff. Yeah. Sounds like there's a, a wide range of programming. I feel like the library is kind of the perfect place for it to be able to sort of reach into the community a little further.
1: Yeah, and especially so the 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 one down here on, on Johnson Street. I mean, it's got some amazing um, spaces that uh, that you know. I think part of the ability or part of the program is is actually kind of opening up those spaces and letting the community know that they that they do exist and that they're are available to use. So I I think it's a win for both of us. Um, and, you know, depending on how well the sessions go, we can always expand um, the offerings that, that we are uh, currently doing at the, the library and adding, adding to those as, as we move forward.
0: Timblin also got into the Business Book Club, now available at KFPL.
1: If you go to the uh, library's website, they do have the current list of books. So they have a great selection of books that are geared specifically to businesses. um, and, And I think that they really kind of wanted to promote that. So we had to look at some of the ones that were available from a staff perspective. And some of our staff have made recommendations. I think there's nine books there now. Um, but we'll continue to add to that as the months progress. So yeah, there's uh, there's some really good um, some some good uh, books there that uh, provide a lot of insight on a variety of topics.
0: Awesome, yeah. Okay, so I believe people can visit KFPL.ca for that curated book selection. My first thought was just that must have been such a fun process to be able to pick out all your favorites and create that resource for the community.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. And it's really different uh, because, you know, there's uh, there's a, a lot of different perspectives here at the office and a lot of people working on different uh, different projects or different segments. So it's good to kind of get some of the things that they're reading uh, out in front of the community as well. So I think uh, it, it's it's really uh, it's been kind of fun to do that.
0: So folks can check out that business section, sign up for workshops, uh, investkingston.ca slash events. First one is January 9th, Improving Your Digital Presence. Uh, did you have anything else to share about these upcoming events, or any recommendations for folks to keep up with Kingston Economic Development?
1: No, I, I think you said it right there. Um, if they want to, uh, yeah, take a look at our events page. Um, and if there's other topics that they want to see us deliver, uh, you know, in terms of workshops in uh, at the library, then please uh, reach out to us and let us know. We'd be happy to consider everything.
0: Public meeting to discuss future of Lemoyne Point Farm. A public meeting is being hosted on Tuesday to discuss the future of Lemoyne Point Farm. Lemoyne Point Farm is an 82-acre property just south of the Lemoyne Point Conservation Area, a prime waterfront location that is host to sustainably managed local farmland and various other features which support a huge amount of biodiversity. The passing of previous owner Mary Fraser in April 2022 has left the Lemoyne Point Farm in limbo. Mary's friends have stated that she wanted the farm to be conserved and protected from development. With concerns that the farm could be up for sale any day now, the seven-member group Save Le Moyne Point Farm was formed. The group, along with their many supporters, including No Clearcuts Kingston, the Land Conservancy for Kingston, Turtles Kingston, The Tragically Hip and Loving Spoonful aims to preserve the farm fields, meadows, forest, shoreline and all that makes up the stunning site. The group is hoping that the city of Kingston will purchase the land and preserve the site. This Tuesday the group is opening up the floor to all interested community members to share their ideas for the future of the farm. Jim B.I.G., a member of the Save Le Moyne Point Farm Group, states quote, We want to hear people's ideas for the property. We believe that it is important to conserve this farmland and waterfront so close to the heart of the city. We are inviting people to join us to imagine its best future." The meeting is set to include an overview of the farm's history, the current zoning laws and land restrictions, as well as brainstorming amongst attendees and opportunities to share ideas for the future of the farm. B.I.G. states, quote, We're hoping the meeting is full of people bringing their ideas and curiosity. We will report back on what we hear. Let's see how we can make dreams become a reality, end quote. The public meeting will be held at Centre 70 on Tuesday, January 9th from 6.30pm to 8.30pm. Those interested in attending can register on Eventbrite. Mayor invites the community to New Year's Levy, celebrate 2024 at City Hall on January 9th. All residents of Kingston are invited to mix and mingle with Mayor Brian Patterson, City Councilors, Ted Shue, Member of Provincial Parliament, and Mark Gerritsen, Member of Federal Parliament at the 2024 New Year's Levy. This year's event will be held tomorrow from 5 to 7 p.m. That's Tuesday, January 9th in Memorial Hall, located in City Hall at 216 Ontario Street. Donations of non-perishable food items will be graciously accepted for the Partners in Mission Food Bank. A list of the most needed food items is available on the Partners in Mission Food Bank website. Mayor Patterson states, quote, the New Year's levee is an opportunity for residents to meet local officials, enjoy refreshments, and engage in conversations with fellow community members. I hope to see many of you at the beautiful Memorial Hall to kick off the new year. The event will also feature a New Year's welcome from the town crier and a new poem from the city's poet laureate. Updated information will be shared on the event page on the City of Kingston's website. After the New Year's levy, City Council will also be sitting down for their first meeting of 2024. Pitch your big idea for the 2024 Mayor's Innovation Challenge Do you know a student with a big idea to make Kingston a better place? Encourage them to apply for the 2024 Mayor's Innovation Challenge. In partnership with Queen's University, St. Lawrence College and the Royal Military College, the Mayor's Innovation Challenge provides a unique opportunity for current or recently graduated post-secondary students to apply their knowledge to real-world issues and help shape the future of Kingston. The winning teams will have an opportunity to gain valuable experience through paid internships with the City of Kingston or a chance to turn their idea into a business venture, with seed funding from the Queens Innovation Centre. Mayor Brian Patterson states, quote, I'm thrilled to kick off the new year by launching applications for the 7th annual Mayor's Innovation Challenge. Year after year, we've seen this competition prompt inspiring and thoughtful proposals from post-secondary students in Kingston. I look forward to seeing how this year's applicants use creative problem solving to meet existing challenges and find new opportunities to enhance our community, end quote. Students are invited to develop a two to three minute video proposal to present an innovative project that enhances the quality of life of Kingston residents or develops new ways to enhance the delivery of municipal services. Teams with proposals that are shortlisted will be invited to present their ideas at the Pitch Competition on March 8th at City Hall to a panel of leaders with expertise in municipal government, entrepreneurship, and innovation. Upcoming key dates, interested participants can register for one of the following workshops. Thursday, January 5th at Mitchell Hall, Queens University from 530 to 730 p.m. Tuesday, January 30th at Innovation Hub, St. Lawrence College from 3 to 5 p.m. and Sunday, February, 25th is the deadline for proposals at 11 59 p.m. Tuesday, February 27th, the shortlist will be invited to the student pitch competition and Friday, March 8th, the student pitch competition will take place at City Hall. To learn more about the Mayor's Innovation Challenge, you can visit cityofkingston.ca slash mic or email mic at cityofkingston.ca. In a message from the Kingston Frontenac Public Library, Growing Up Human returns, spotlighting bullying awareness and resources. Growing Up Human, a collaborative initiative between the Child and Adolescent Development Research Group at Queen's University and the Kingston Frontenac Public Library, is set to return in 2024. The series begins with an engaging session, Reading into Bullying, Defining Childhood Bullying, and Related Supportive Resources. Parents and caregivers attending the session, featuring a presentation by PhD candidate and teaching fellow Kyla Maine, can expect to gain a comprehensive understanding, understanding, understanding of childhood bullying. This knowledge will empower them to actively contribute to creating a supportive environment for their children. This event is scheduled for January 16th from 2 to 3 pm at the Central Branch. It is designed to provide practical insights into identifying signs of bullying, addressing its root causes, and fostering resilience in young minds. Attendees will be able to explore existing resources to combat this critical issue. Registration is required and can be completed at calendar.kfpl.ca. Jake Miller, librarian in adult programming, states, quote, Growing Up Human is a series dedicated to bridging research with community engagement, offering valuable perspectives on child and adolescent development. The wealth of expertise within our community is a valuable resource, assisting educators, researchers, and caregivers in preparing the next generation for challenges ahead, end quote. That is all for your headlines this evening, and next up is Zayden Vergara with your sports desk.
2: Good evening, everyone, and Happy New Year. My name is Zayden Vergara, and it's time for your CFRC Sports Rundown. It's been a rocky start for your Queen's University Golden Gales in the second half of the winter season. The men's basketball team fell short in their match against the Carleton Ravens last Saturday, 89-83. The match remained close through all four quarters. However, with the loss, the Gales' record falls to 8-3. Queens returns to the court next weekend back home at the Athletics and Recreation Centre or the Arc, hosting the McMaster Marauders on Friday night at 8pm and the York Lions Saturday night at 8pm. The men's team is currently tied for second with the Ontario Tech Ridgebacks in the OUA East Division. The Ottawa Gigi's are sitting in first with a record of 11-1, with the Gales being the sole team to edge the Ottawa Gigi's. The Gills trailed the Ravens by 13 points at halftime and would cut the lead to 5 points heading into the 4th quarter. But that was as close as they would get, ultimately falling short to the 1st place Ravens. With the loss, the Gales split their Ottawa road trip weekend and their record moved to 9-2, putting them 3rd in the OUA East Division, behind the 1st place Carlton Ravens and 2nd place Ottawa Gigi's. Queens returns to the court next weekend hosting McMaster Marauders Friday night at 6pm in the Arc as well as the York Lions Saturday night. Queens Women's Hockey were edged 2-1 by the Brock Badgers Saturday afternoon at the Memorial Center on the Gales Kingston and Community Girls in Hockey Day. The Gales outshot Brock 35-22 in the loss. Despite the result, Queens Women's Hockey Girls Hockey Day was a success with plenty of fans out in full force wearing their jerseys and cheering on the Gales. With the loss, Queen's record fell to 8-9-0, putting them third in the OUA East Division behind U of T and Nipissing. Queen's men's hockey opened the second half of their regular season Friday night in Thunder Bay, Ontario, falling to the host Lakehead Thunderwolves, 3-0. With the loss, the Gales record fell to 11-7-1, putting them sixth in the OUA East Division. Queen's returns to the ice next weekend, hosting the RMC holiday Saturday night at the Memorial Centre, tuning to cfrc or cfrc.ca for live coverage. You can also go to gogalesgo.com for tickets to all of your gale sporting events. Tickets are free for students, and they are a great way to support your Gales. On that note, I've been Zane Vergara, and that's all for your CFRC sports coverage. Now over to Erica Singh with your campus news.
3: Hello and welcome to Campus Corner for the first time in 2024. My name is Erica Singh and here is a brief look back at the year we just had. In a landmark moment, Queen's unveiled Smith Engineering thanks to a groundbreaking $100 million donation from alumnus Stephen J.R. Smith. This initiative is set to reshape STEM education through engineering, representing a major leap forward for the university. Next, on a cultural front, a new Indigenous gathering space, supported by Bader Philanthropies, Inc., officially opened on campus. This space serves as a hub for Indigenous ways of knowing, providing a crucial venue for learning, ceremony, and reflection. Next, the Queen's Remembers program introduced the Plinth, commemorating Black medical students affected by a 1918 ban. This significant addition looks towards a future characterized by greater respect, representation, and justice. In global rankings, Queen's achieved an impressive third place worldwide in the 2023 Times Higher Education Impact rankings, securing the top spot in Canada. This accolade recognizes the university's commitment to advancing the United Nations' 17 Sustainable Development Goals. Looking ahead to 2026, the Agnes Etherington Art Centre is forced to become the largest public university affiliated museum in Canada. In a move towards inclusivity, Agnes Reimagined will champion museological change, bringing Indigenous and Western worldviews side by side as equals. Next, the Richardson Memorial Stadium Revitalization Project concluded with the grand opening of the Lang Pavilion. This momentous occasion saw former Gales, donors, alumni, and community members coming together to celebrate this transformative achievement. However, Queens also came under heavy scrutiny about secrecy and new policies, such as budget cuts which will have significant implications on all students as Queens and also the deteriorating health of Bader College in England. That's all from me today. Thank you so much. Now over to the weather.
4: For weather this evening, it will be cloudy skies with winds coming in from the east at 20 km per hour and wind chills near minus 10. It'll be a low of minus 6 with temperatures rising to minus 3 by morning. Looking to tomorrow on Tuesday the 9th of January, we'll have cloudy skies and snow beginning in the early afternoon that will amount to 5 to 10 centimeters. Winds are coming in from the southeast at 30 km per hour gusting to 50, having wind chills of minus 9. The UV index is at a low of 1. For Tuesday night, we're expecting periods of rain with a low of plus one. Next up is your CFRC Weekly Traffic Report. Please note that the winter parking ban will be in effect as of January 1, 2024. Motorists are advised that overnight on-street parking is not permitted during the months of January and February. Public Services and Procurement Canada, also known as PSPC, wishes to advise motorists of an alternating lane closure on LaSalle Causeway for major rehabilitation during the following period of Wednesday, November 1, 2023 to Tuesday, April 30, 2024. During this period, one lane will be closed and one lane will remain open for alternating traffic. Motorists should expect short delays. Access will be maintained for pedestrians and cyclists. PSPC encourages users to exercise caution when traveling on the bridge and thanks them for their patience. Road closures, University Avenue, Union to Earl is closed until May 29th for the removal of debris from the demolition and concrete deliveries at the Queen's John Dutch University Center project. In other delays, Queen Street, Montreal to Sydenham, expect an eastbound lane closure until April 1st, 2024. Detours will be in place for the duration of the lane closure.
0: tuning in to cfrc's local news programming to revisit episodes of today in ygk and hear more from some of our guests be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca today in ygk is brought to you by the generous support of the community radio fund of canada under the local journalism initiative queens university career services what a i wear at 732 princess street and the screening room at screeningroomkingston.com be sure to stay tuned for more cfrc programming coming up next